Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. And I am Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. A lot happening this past weekend, Ben. Some good, some bad, depending on who you're rooting for, but definitely a lot going on. There was also a little bit of ugly. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was good, bad, and ugly for sure, yeah. But I think we got to start off with... um... The playoff version of Banker Tank. Our playoffs, the real playoffs. Um, okay. No, no, our playoffs. That that is the real playoffs. Yes. We're doing. Yeah. I mean, this whole football on the field thing is, is nice, just, but it's secondary. I mean, that's that's nothing. Yeah. You know, what do you get at the end of it? A trophy. Yeah. Ooh. A trophy, fame. fame, admiration of your peers in your city. I mean, <laughs> a little bit extra money. Yeah. That, t- big deal. Yeah. No. No problem. This is the real stuff right here. Um. Interesting weekend. Everyone took a bath on New Orleans and um, Minnesota because New Orleans got upset. Uh, yeah, they they were upset by more than just the final play. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, a lot of people, were, I mean, everyone was sitting on Breeze, leading the passer. Didn't happen. One person got points in that game. And that was you, sir. Yeah. You got three points from Cook. Not not a banner week for yours truly, but uh, at least I got that one right. No. Um, it was mixed in uh, the first game, uh, Tennessee versus New England. Uh, not great, but not too bad with the Buffalo versus Houston. And every, everyone kind of picked it up, uh, Seattle versus Philly, except for one person who decided to pick Philly as the winner. Um, I would recommend. I didn't not. even see that. Who was I'm, high enough to do that? Um it, it would be uh, Tim. Okay. Well, yeah, he's an Eagles fan. No? I mean, oh, yeah, he's got yeah, to stick with his team. Well, I mean, I I picked the Tennessee Titans, but I picked it. Yeah. I picked it because I thought they would win. Yeah. I don't and know. Unfortunately. I um, think you're the one who's wrong there, not Tim. Yeah. 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 I mean, you were right, but you, I was right, it but, was wrong. Yeah, but. it was wrong. Uh, so Josh is number one right now with 22 points. Yeah. Had a hell of a week, yeah, especially was, compared to uh, – Plus bottom feeders. Yes. Uh, we have th- four people tied with 16. Uh, it's me, John, Liz, and Tiffany. And you, sir, have 14 points. And Tim is bringing up the rear with okay. 11. I'm coming back. I'm down 28 to 3. I'm coming back. No big deal. And like no a, big deal. I got this. Like we discussed, I mean, the people that didn't play that are eligible, if you play this week, you can come back. I mean, you can at least probably catch me or Tim. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility because of how, honestly, 22 points is, is, is decent, but I think it was, I think I worked it out. It's like 64 points you can get total in one week by one person. Yeah, not 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 great. Not great. But uh, there was some, I mean, there was some really, really, quote, sure things that oh, I could yeah. not imagine would not pan out, and they just didn't. I, I never thought in a million years Minnesota would go into New Orleans as shaky as Minnesota played all year and win that game. Yeah. I know we're going to get into that deeper later, but that I, 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 a lot of stuff really threw me off this weekend. I mean, everyone picked either Diggs, Thomas, or Cooks, and those are pretty good deals. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, Thielen was the one, and yeah. Thielen wouldn't have been a bad choice, but nobody picked him. Um. I mean, in the in the Tennessee New Orleans uh, New England game, 
It was either Nikhil Harry or Edelman that was picked. Yeah. And neither one of them. It was Watson, I believe, wasn't it? I think it was. uh, No, it was not Watson. It was uh, James White. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. That's right. James White was the lead receiver, Um, which, I mean, not too stunning, but you would have thought, you know, Edelman would have been the the one I want to go to, but apparently not. Um, Interesting, interesting weekend. Um, We'll see what happens next week. Yeah, it's a natural progression. We we play yeah, next week. Yeah, yeah. I mean. uh, this one will be interesting because, as we discuss, can you find an upset in there? You have to kind of dig a little bit. I found an upset. I was upset when I looked at all my picks. <laughs> I found a bunch of upsets. Yes, yes. Uh, but it seems like it seems like it's it. It could be like a lot of people. You could see a lot of repeating repeating um picks. Sure. Again. I mean, um, I, take, I take Drew Brees again. Well, you can, but you'll lose. Yeah, I know. Because he's not playing. Um, it really seemed to matter for me. <laughs> but I could, I could see. I mean, if someone gets lucky and gets that, because no, honestly, nobody got the scores right at all. Well, that was that was more of a long shot, anyways. Right. That's why it was a higher point total if you got it. Um, which is why I think this week. I mean, I think. I think Josh has, depending on the picks this week, Josh could maintain this lead just because this coming weekend there'll be a lot of repeating picks across the board. Unless there's an upset and someone goes out on a limb. You know what's going to be a challenge? What's that? Uh, I don't know. This might be jumping the gun for a different segment. I don't know. Mm -hmm. The leading rusher. In that Tennessee-Baltimore game, do you go with Derrick Henry or do you go with Lamar Jackson? That's a good point. I mean, if they just keep feeding Lamar, um, excuse me, they keep feeding Derrick Henry the ball 30-plus times like they did against New England, you could see another big day for Derrick Henry. And then we all know, we all know what Lamar can do. Right. I mean, that's that's an interesting it's, it's an interesting, interesting point to you know, ponder, yeah. if you will. I mean, there's, there's definitely going to be a split there, and there's definitely going to be a a split at the um, quarterback. I think some people pick Lamar. Some might pick Tannehill. Ooh, yeah, it's a tough one. I think you'll see some big differences in the uh, receiving, not wide receiver, receiving. Well, yeah, Baltimore's more tight end based, yeah. Right. You might You might see people go with Andrews. Some people might go with A.J. Brown. But do you take the gamble if you need to catch up? Like uh, a couple people on the bottom, do you take the gamble on Hollywood Brown having that breakout game? I gave one enough on Hollywood Brown during the regular fantasy season. He, he bit me enough. That's true. Um, but it'll be uh, another good weekend. Um, so get your picks in as soon as that post goes up. Um, I like what we I like what we saw. I like the interaction. Um, just remember, even though I'm in second, doesn't mean I'll be eligible for the grand prize. Well, no, because we both already get to do the grand Correct. prize whenever we want. So, um, but come uh, play and play often, and uh, we'll see well, what no, happens. You can only play once a week. You can't play that often. When I mean play often, I mean play the entire. Yeah, I get that, but like. 
don't come on like a Wednesday afternoon and try to play because it won't be up. You can't. Okay. I'm just informing them. I'm just filling them in. I know. I know. Um, I think I've tapped this out, though. I'm just kind of dragging it on a little bit too much. Let's uh, let's move on to this interesting scenario. It's coaching carousel. This interesting ridiculousness that happened over the weekend. Because I, for one, I don't think I'm shocked. But it's actually disgusting what he did. Games or? Oh, this is uh, coaching. 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 Okay. This what, is, what was disgusting? Uh, Jerry Jones interviewing head coach before he oh, before fired he his fired head Jason, coach. I told Jason Garrett. Now, I was under the impression Garrett's contract was up. How do you fire someone who doesn't work for you? Apparently it wasn't. Apparently he had some kind of option or something in there. I, guess I don't so, know. Something. But he had to have because. He was fired. After three meetings and apparently. I don't know, a luau and several seances, they figured Jason Garrett wasn't their guy. Right. And and he's interviewing people before he fires them. That's my, that's my problem. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. Like, yeah, why, why are you doing that? You have this guy who's been with your organization for 10-plus years, and apparently Jerry Jones treats him like his second son. It's like going to your wedding and marrying the bridesmaid. Yeah. And be in heaven to be like, wait, what the hell is going on here? Wait a minute, hold on. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, I forgot to tell you, I was already interviewing her too. <laughs> interviewing. Yeah, well, I mean, we're trying to keep it clean, but yeah. <laughs> wink, <laughs> wink. Um, I think I, I think Jerry should have done a better job with this. And that's cut cut ties after that first meeting because the, yeah. the second meeting clearly wasn't worth it no and supposedly the third meeting may have happened or may have not happened not sure all i know is um what was it sat friday night they started talking with uh mike mccarthy yep. and it carried over to another meeting so jerry loves his meetings apparently well but yeah i mean it carried over the next day too so like why do you need to keep jason garrett on the hook because yeah. He could have had an opportunity to interview, right. seriously Somewhere interview else, yeah. for that New York Giants job. Which he or, apparently wanted. If apparently he was out. There was rumors, but they loved what, and we'll get into that, but they loved what they got um, with Joe Judge. But he could have interviewed with the Panthers, which I don't think they ever got a shot. He never got a shot with the Panthers because it, Matt, Matt Rule got that fat contract. He has a shot with Cleveland. Other than that, He's sitting. Up, he's going to sit a year and, and come back next year with whatever positions are open. Then any relation to Miles Garrett? Miles Garrett? No, I don't think they're related. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. I mean, you're. you're I mean, Dak's your cousin, so. Yeah, but I traced that back already, sir. I okay. did that like two. No, I just wanted, I just wanted to check. I, I didn't, traced I didn't it do back. Any kind of ancestry DNA thing on that. I just I wanted did. to see if that was. I did. I'm not. It? But I'm. I'm above. Board, I'm not going to sit there and say, hey, Dak, uh, throw a little my way. No, 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 no. I respect what he's doing. I let him do his thing. I do my thing. Yeah, that's the reason. That's yeah. exactly the reason, yeah. sir. Yeah, okay. I'm not waiting for that contract to be signed at all. You, you know, all, all kidding aside, my, my issue with the – beside of just being lousy that he was interviewing other people before he just let Garrett go. Right. I can respect the fact that he thinks of him like a son. He's been in the organization for a long time, even as a player, and then as an assistant, and then as a head coach. I can respect the fact of him caring for him as a, as a person, not just being a business decision. 
but I think that kind of hurt it, the relationship in this instance. Yeah. Because if it was strictly business, it would have been, okay, Jason, you've had nine years as a coach here. We haven't really done anything. We won the division three times, didn't get anywhere past that. Really kind of been embarrassed in the playoffs for a once very proud organization. Go do your thing. Go find another job. We're going to move on here. Thank you very much. Could have done that the day after the regular season ended, like you said. But they had to do this dog and pony show of bringing him in two, maybe three, who knows how many more times. That's just for meetings. Never mind phone calls, emails, text messages, smoke signals, I don't know, Pony Express letters, whatever else Jerry uses to connect with people. And it's just, it goes to show you the dysfunction from the top down in that organization. Oh, yeah. From the top down. And And Mike McCarthy, I think, is a fine, fine choice for a head coach. But how I thought he got a raw deal in Green Bay because yeah. Aaron Rodgers got all boo-boo face because he made some mistakes, and now it's Mike McCarthy's fault, so Mike McCarthy's out. Right. I think that's a hell of a get for any team to get a coach like Mike McCarthy. But how long is he going to last in Dallas? That's the thing we've talked about before. Jerry Jones is the problem in Dallas. I mean, Jace, you know, Jason Garrett had his issues too, but the problem was he was not going to be allowed to coach. He was just a puppet because at the end of the day, Jason Garrett says something, and then Jerry overrides it. Guess who wins? Not Jerry, the head coach. Right. And 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 we heard earlier that Jason Garrett's play-calling abilities were stripped. Well, he's the head coach. Who's going to strip yeah. him? Well, who stripped it? Jerry. That tells you everything you need to know, you need to know about that team. Who's going to call the plays when, uh, when uh, the season starts next year? For the Dallas Cowboys. You know who's going to call the plays. Oh, yeah. Mike McCarthy. Yeah. What happens if Jerry says... They start out 2-4. and four. Jerry's like, oh, well, Mike, you have um, Kellen Moore as your OC. Why don't you let him... No. no. Mike McCarthy will stand his ground and say, no, I'm calling the plays. We're working through some things. We'll get there. But you have to let the process unfold. And Jerry's not going to be happy with that. If they lose the division again, Jerry's Jerry's not going to have this. He might he might have a short leash with McCarthy, opposed to this unreasonable long leash he had with Jason Garrett, which is ridiculous. I want to see I want to see what they do because they they also brought in for defensive coordinator Mike Nolan, who's an ex head coach. And he was with the um, the Saints last year as defensive backs coach. You're now bringing in two seasoned coaches who have been head coaches. Various success. I don't think Mike Nolan ever got to the Super Bowl with San Francisco. Uh, well, he wasn't there during the Kaepernick time, was he? No, that he was uh, he was before he was before that. Okay, I yeah. think it was I don't uh, think so, then. Smith. Um. I want to see what happens after a year because this could be very brief. This could be Jimmy <laughs> Johnson, brief. Jimmy Johnson, all over again. Yeah, you could see him blow them out of town and say, "Kellen Moore, you're my new little Jason Garrett." Here you go. Here's the head coaching position, and it'll be just like I feel bad for the Dallas Cowboys fans. Yeah, because here. that'll just be you. You know what's going to happen. You know for however long Jerry's with us. It's going to be like that, and God forbid Stephen Jones is the same way. 
you're, you're screwed unless yeah. you have this extreme amount of luck and and you have super superstar talent which is what you have right now well you got to wonder too how much faith does he have in Mike McCarthy obviously some measure of faith he put him in right. charge of his team but we saw this with the Patriots even before Bill Belichick came I mean they were then there was Pete Carroll but before that we had Bill Parcells right. and Parcells biggest problem was they would not let him have the control that he he wanted right and part of Belichick coming to the team was, I'm going to have to have this control. I'm going to be able to have to be able to do X, Y, and Z, right. not be interfered with. And it worked out pretty well in the long run for him. Can Jerry Jones do that? No. I doubt it. He hasn't shown he can. He's literally taken his team from the class of the NFL to eight and eight mediocrity, embarrassing a punchline on Twitter. I mean, not to mention you're in a division with the Eagles who can't keep their starting quarterback on the field, the Washington Redskins who can't get their get out of their way, and the Giants. They will this year. They will. They will with Ron Rivera. I'm. I'm not. No, I'm not saying they're going to be ten and six. Right. But they're going to show a lot of improvement in a lot of areas. They have talent. And the Giants, who for the past four or five years have been watching Eli Manning go down, down, down. Yeah. And now they're handing over Daniel Jones. So you had your opportunity with the Giants down. And the Eagles kind of, I mean, they had Nick Foles who helped them. But you also had a team where they had a starting quarterback who can't stay on the field. And the, the Redskins have been, for the past few seasons, have been garbage. We just you, brought up Joe Judge. Joe Judge. I like the guy. For, a, former. Former special teams, head, uh, special teams coordinator for the Patriots. It's an interesting move. And what I've read is they're correlating this to the John Harbaugh um, head coaching um, choice by the Ravens in 08. Because. Worked out pretty well. It definitely <laughs> has worked out well. Um, and doing a little more deeper dive, John Harbaugh was told by Andy Reid to take another responsibility in 07. So he took the defensive backs. And still maintained the special teams coordinator. This offseason, Joe Judge took the wide receivers um, position to coach them and maintain his special teams coordinator position. They correlate as in, here, do this extra thing to show you're multi-talented. Multi, uh, yeah, makes sense. That you can do a lot of things at once. And maybe you'll get a head coaching job. Well, that's, I mean, that's exactly what a head coach does. I mean, they have to manage every aspect of the team and juggle it and maintain a lot of different, you know, schemes. And, and, and then there's the personal aspect with players and attitudes and drama and stuff like that. So being able to multitask, you know, different sectors of the team would definitely show, hey, I can do this. Give me a shot. And apparently they, he wowed, wowed them in the interview. He would have had to have to have it this quickly. Oh, yeah. Because they were, they they still wanted to interview Matt Rule and Jason Garrett and Jason Garrett, but Matt Rule couldn't because he took the uh, Panthers job. But they just pushed Jason well, Garrett aside and said, "Nah." I saw an update, and uh, I, I was at work, but I looked at my phone and I saw an update that it was two hours ago. Cowboy or Cowboys? Two hours ago, 
Giants want to talk to Jason Garrett about head coaching position. Right. And then one hour ago, Cowboys hired Joe Judge. So, well, that didn't take long. He, he barely wowed them. And and I, I, when I think of John Harbaugh, I don't know which side of the ball he controls. Um, because for the longest time, they were defensive-oriented. Right. And now... Kind of turned that around. And they kind of turned it around. <laughs> Even under Flacco, they kind of turned it around a little bit. But um, it, it makes you think, like, what what side of the ball does he, like, is he focused on? Is it not a bad thing that your head coach is not one side or the other? Because now you can say person X. Because he he, he looked at Greg Roman and said, I need you, I need an offense. And he's got a defense coordinator. I don't know who it is off the top of my head, but run the defense. Now you can have people run their positions, and you just oversee the process. And you can do more on game day where you can see more going on instead of having to have your Andy Reid facing the playbook, uh, the play chart, figuring out what's going to go next, and you're missing stuff. Right. Which is, what? what is the biggest problem with Andy Reid? Andy Reid is late in the game. He loses track of what's going on, and he does not does not manage the game well in the later part of the game. Right. So this might be a home run choice for the Giants, or it might be a flop. The key is going to be who's going to be the offensive coordinator. That's the key. Because you need someone with a unique Jason eye. Jason Garrett. Oh, my God. <laughs> That would be terrible. Uh, you need a unique eye and an innovator, yeah. much like Greg Roman, with Daniel Jones with his skill set. Plus you have probably the second best running back in the league. Oh, for sure. Who's only going to get better. So I, we, we, we touched on it a little bit. Matt Rule gets uh, a seven-year, and depending on where you look, $60, $62 million contract. That's with, more than most players. Right. He is he is a top five head coach right now, I guess. Top it's five, top ten. $2.5 million. Just, just to sign his name on the paper today, got $2.5 million. That's a pretty – I'll sign my name for that right now. So, anywhere. Um, I don't know how I feel about this one. Because I thought he didn't have any experience, and then I read a little bit, and he has some – He's got some ties to Tom Coughlin, which is why they wanted to, the Giants wanted to talk. Yeah, to I think him. he was a Giants coordinator for, yeah. uh, a few years ago. Um, that would have been a little bit longer ago. I think it was like 10, 10 or so years ago. Yeah, because he, he had was it two years at Temple at head coach, and then the past three years he was at Baylor, and Baylor got hit with some sanctions in seventeen from the previous. Um, uh, head coaching administration, and they got hit hard. Um, players literally left the team. So I don't know what he's going to be. Um, all I know is fully his, effective for that kind of money. His owner thinks he can be the next Chuck No. Maybe we not put that kind of pressure on him. I want to pump the brakes for a guy who hasn't been a head coach for a single down in the NFL just yet, but just I really can't comment too much on this one, aside from the fact that I think the, the contract's ridiculous because I don't really follow college football yeah, I, I, all that much. I don't really know a lot about this guy. I, I got to give him, to you on this one. I got to give him credit. He, he turned a Baylor team around, and they were in contention for the college football playoff this year. Um, a few losses – 
didn't go their way. I just don't know what he's going to do. Seven years, 60, 60, 62 million. That tells me the Panthers didn't want him leaving on a plane to New York. They wanted him signed, sealed, and delivered with right. the Panthers. I don't know. I, I This is a wait and see because the Panthers have got a lot of work to do. And you know they have that big decision they have to make in the offseason with one Mr. Cam Newton. Oh, they're going to trade him. Yeah, I think they're they will. But, for sure, yeah. but they're going to start fresh. What if he What if he wants Cam Newton? Then we'll have a different discussion at that point. I think those are probably things that have already discussed before before they have the negotiations. Possibly. They obviously, they can't come out and say that. But in a closed door meeting between people of the team, you can sit there and say whatever you want. We yeah. don't want this guy. We do want this guy. I'm sure that was discussed. Right, but I would I would agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm just going to wait and see on this one. He's in a in a division that is always. I mean, even with the Saints and and Drew Brees and Saint, Sean Payton for the past what decade now, Not give or more. take, it's still been a fluid division. You've seen the Panthers win it. You've seen the Falcons win it. You've seen the uh, the Saints win it. You've seen the Panthers Panthers win it, like in the past decade. Yeah, it's been it's still fluid. No matter yeah, even a lot with, of parity there. Even with with Breeze, and for the past what four or five years with Michael Thomas, four or five years I think. I think this is his fifth year. Yeah, because he got a new contract. Yeah, so. I mean, you just you just look at it and say, even even with that, and you have Tampa Bay, who's going to decide what their quarterback's going to be for the future, and you got Atlanta, and maybe they can carry over what they did at the end of the season to next year, maybe maybe not, and Sean and Sean Payton has to decide what he's going to do with Breeze because he's his contracts up. It could be an interesting division. It may not. They may not need that year or two to turn it around to kind of grow the team where they make a decision on quarterback and you know who they have in the backfield. Probably the best player in the NFL. Kamara? No. Uh, the Panthers. Oh, they're still talking about the Saints. No, I oh, moved on to the uh, Yeah, I mean, overall, yeah, I'd say he's at least top three. So you can't you, – you don't you don't waste a year with CMC. Oh no! You can't waste any time. You, you never you, know. What's you decide happen. if it's if Greer's the answer, if Kyle Allen's the answer, if you want to keep Newton, or you gamble, and maybe you go with Teddy. I don't know. I, don't I know even... we put I know we put Teddy in a lot of spots, but you gotta you gotta make a decision because you can't waste. Because we brought this point up. What if CMC doesn't like what's going on? And he wants to go somewhere else when his contract's up. Well, I think that's part of the reason they made some changes. Yeah, I because agree. Because they, they, they know, I mean, a lot of the aging stars there, your Greg Olsons, your Luke Kinkley's, your uh, your uh, Cam Newtons, they're the sun's setting on their time. Oh, yeah. It's McCaffrey's team. They're going to have to find the right quarterback, the right pieces to go with. I mean, they do have some talented young receivers, so they're, oh, yeah. they're okay there. But, yeah, they need they need to figure out what they're going to do for the future of that team. He's definitely the guy though to build it around. So, I think I think a lot of this was done with that in mind. It all it just all depends on cuz I don't know if, what 
what side of the ball Matt Rule is kind of favored. I don't. I'd have to do research on and read articles, see if I can figure something yeah. out. Because if he's one way or the one side of the uh, ball or the other, that could be a problem. But if he's not, if he's sort of that kind of facilitator, I say, okay, maybe it can work. But and, and I put that little little asterisk. He does come from the, I guess you could call it the coaching tree of Tom Coughlin. I think that gives you a little credibility. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even though it didn't end well in Jacksonville, he still took Jacksonville from a, a expansion and they went in to a championship game. Was it the first or second year? Uh, I want to say first year. And he took the Giants to two Super Bowls in one with Eli Manning. So I think that gives you some. Let's not cre- forget, he was a coach of Jacksonville before that. That's what I mean. Before no, even before. Oh, I thought you were talking about when he was no, the no, special I'm assistant. About, I'm talking about when they first. Oh, when he was the coach. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. When they first came to existence, I think it was like the first or second year they went to a championship game. Because I actually forgot that until about a month ago. I was like, wait, Coughlin had history there already. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, that brings me to the one position that's open. Cleveland. It's an interesting choice. Who's going to be a successor to the great Freddie Kitchens? So I get we got a list of names. Easy choice is McDaniel's. Yeah, Josh McDaniel's. That's the easy choice. Or um, answer easy answer. I should say not necessarily a choice, but but to your point, they're indecisive. Correct. I've just saw reports about an hour ago when I was watching. NFL Network that says they like McDaniels. They're interviewing with him on Friday. However, they really, really like several other coordinators, and they want to do their due diligence. Since really, right now, they're the only opening. They're the only show in town. They can literally wait. They can wait. They're not really. they, They by them waiting may have actually been smart because then they can say we don't have to give a massive contract to keep you here. We don't have to take a chance on somebody who may not pan out. We can have our entire list of people and know who's going to be available and kind of take our time and think about it. So that may, it may not have been, not nepotism, um, laziness by the Browns part. Maybe they had some kind of strategy here. Maybe they got wind each time they they found out who was going to be at this place and this place. Right. Like, okay. We still got a lot of our candidates. Um, there's three people that are former, I think, because I think Dennis Allen was a former head coach, right? I'm about 90% sure. I think he was, I think, I want to say Seattle. Sounds familiar. Before Pete Carroll. Yeah. Um, Jim Schwartz, obviously, we know his story. And Josh. Um, and realistically, only two of those coaches are available to like talk to at any point, and that's Josh and Jim Schwartz. The rest of these teams are playing, continu- uh, continually playing. Um, so some of these they'll have to wait till if they want to have that second or third interview, whatever. If they've done their first already, they'll have to wait until the season's over. Which a couple of these will be filtered out this weekend, possibly. Um, I still look at Eric Bieniemy. Something tells me that they're going to lean, they're going to go towards him with a creative offense 
He's been with Andy Reid long enough. It's not this guy that they had sitting around being the quarterback's coach, got promoted to OC in the same season, and then he just said, oh, yeah, he looks good. Let's have him. And that, the, I mean, I don't think he's Freddie Kitchens by any stretch of the imagination. Let's hope not for his sake. But if they want someone established, someone who's done it before, who's been around winning organizations, God, it tells me that they're going to go with Josh. It just, and it really all depends on the presentation they give on what they can do with player X, Y, and Z. And player X, Y, and Z is Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, and Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. And which one of those three do you think is not in the future of the Browns? Uh, because Nick Chubb is in the future. So that, that, Nick Chubb's the future. Baker Mayfield's in the future. By default, he's there. Baker Mayfield's in the future. I'd say it's one of the receivers. Those guys could both easily go. They could rebuild that unit. Uh, could, not this year, going to the next year, but in the future. Because you're looking, you're looking at the owners looking at this team and saying, this is a playoff team. I need to bring in a coach <laughs> that's going to get them into the playoffs. To which I look at the owner and go, no, you were not. Look at your record. <laughs> It it's they vastly underperformed. Oh, they did ridiculous. And, and, Baker Mayfield regressed to a level that almost, if he had played the same way last year, he played this year, you would have called him a bust already. Yeah, he was not good. He got players hurt. I don't need to stand on my Baker Mayfield soapbox anymore because no, I don't I, I don't dislike him. I really don't. I think he can be a really, really, really good quarterback in this league. Yeah. Man, just get your head out of your ass. Stop putting your players with these bad throws. Learn to, I don't know, scramble the other direction. Throw defenses off. Don't always just, every time there's pressure, ignore the check down, roll out to the right, and throw it 40 yards downfield to a guy triple covered. That's not an effective offensive strategy. Sorry, Baker. I think I just think it's interesting that you had two. I mean, we we like we like the Ron Rivera um, signing in Washington. Absolutely. But I'll say I'm not a true fan of retreads. Um, I like people getting opportunities. Our retread. Uh, I know. got six Super Bowls. I so. know. I, I, there are exceptions, and I do think. You can make a, 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 an excuse for someone, or you can make a case for someone. I.e., Mike McCarthy had a long history; he didn't really fail in Green Bay. Obviously, no, his team failed him. He didn't fail his team. I just think some of these guys need opportunity, like deserve opportunities. Um, I think Eric Bieniemy and Greg Roman deserve opportunities at some point in the next year or two, because they're going to run out of opportunities. If you know it's 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 like if Josh McDaniel had a, uh, the offense had a down year, well he's not not really looked at maybe. It's sometimes if if uh, if a side of the ball has a, a down year, that coordinator, Alan Richard with the Dallas Cowboys, hot candidate last year, hot, didn't get one of the jobs, not a sniff. At any of these coaching positions this year. See, and I'm I'm under the impression like I don't I don't have any sympathy for that. Then you should have done better. 
I mean, that's I a mean, good... You should, you should have just done better, because if your point. offense was great this year and sucked this year, there's a common denominator there. You're still the coach, so you weren't getting moving your guys. I'm, I'm just... So, I'm, no, I, I, I do understand what you're saying. I really do. I'm not trying... I'm not coming at you with that. I understand. But, I mean, it's kind of like when someone says, oh, that guy's so old, he should retire so a younger guy can come in. Well, if that younger guy wants it, take it. Right. It's not that older guy's job to give up his dream to give you yours. You want it that bad, be better and take it. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of being better, the actual football on the field. Where would you like to start, sir? Well, I have a little question about the Patriots uh, Titans game, so we're gonna we'll table that one and put that one on of the last of the four games we'll talk about. I think we'll uh, go with the Saints. Saints and the Vikings. <clears throat> I didn't I mean, get to watch this game, so we'll have to lean on what you saw. But I am stunned. I was stunned at the uh, – I saw the score at the halftime. Yeah. I was stunned at that. I thought the Saints were going to walk, run, throw, fly, any other form of transportation all over the Vikings, whose defense had been really suspect almost all year. Right. And there had been very, very few hiccups in the Saints' offense, and it was quite the opposite – Vikings defense really showed up. They performed. They played at a high level. They just had the Saints offense stumped. Nobody, nobody on the Saints offense had a good day. Dalvin Cook looked like he had a decent, decent day. Yeah, yeah. And I think that I think that's the the one thing that anyone's going to talk about going into that game was what kind of Dalvin Cook are you going to get? Because if you put this game squarely in the hands of Kirk Cousins. Minnesota loses. Oh, absolutely. If Dalvin Cook doesn't play, there's uh, – It's a route. Minnesota probably scores three to six points. Right. That's it. There's no way. And I'm sorry, Saints fans, because I have a lot of respect for – I like your head coach. Drew Brees is one of the best ever. Michael Thomas is a phenom. Kamara had a down year, but he's exceptional. A lot of talent on that team. A lot of good defensive players also. You didn't get screwed this time. He got beat. Yep. I mean, last year you could even say, well, they still ended up scoring and winning in overtime, meaning the Rams over the Saints, even after that very, very obvious pass interference that was not called, which led to this whole confusing, stupid rule they have now. Yeah. Last year you had a legitimate gripe, and it was it was a shame because he did get screwed. You should have had that game, hands down, without question. This year... Kyle Rudolph didn't do anything on that play that every receiver on every reception doesn't do. I'm sorry. That's just that's just how I see it. I understand being upset, but you can't, once again, act like you got completely screwed on every level by the refs. That was a relatively decently called game, and you just didn't get the job done. Your offense scored 20 points. Multiple opportunities, though. Multiple opportunities that were not cashed in on. And this defense that I, like, lauded for weeks while Teddy Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback all of a sudden regressed the last quarter of the season to this. It's like They were, they were a top-five defense when Teddy was in. And what happened? Oh, um, well, oh, 
Well, Drew came in. Oh, Drew. Drew, you got this? You got Drew will this, put up right? 40. We can give up 25. No big deal. Right, right. Nope. Because we know what kind of defense the Vikings can be. I mean, clearly last year, the year before, they were like top three, top two. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, this year, again, indeed, like you said, they weren't. Before somebody stole Xavier Rhodes' jersey and pretended he was him all season. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it was, it's stunning to see that. Even now, 26-20, like, where, where is the Saints offense? Where is it? Do you think Minnesota keeps it going against the Niners? I'm going to reserve my choice for Thursday. But it's an intriguing thought. If Dalvin Cook can go out and control that game, it's a lot like the Baltimore-Tennessee game. They're, if the running back can go out and control that team and the quarterback can just be game manager, you know, throw for even 150 yards and maybe a touchdown – and just not make mistakes. That is two really good teams that could be in trouble. But like you said, we'll talk about that Thursday. And, I, and I'll carry that over to another game. And I have a lot of problems with this game. Because um, we know how I feel about the Texans. Well, we I, both feel about them. I have no Inconsistent. Faith. Unreliable. The Bills should have won that game. Bills should have won that game. Running away, by the way. The Texans... Had opportunities a galore before overtime to win that game. That proves to me they're not. I will. I know we're waiting until Thursday for. They will not win this game this weekend. Kansas City is going to. If if Kansas City doesn't them. put up like forty points, I'll be stunned. They may score. They may the Texans may score, but the the Kansas City Chiefs are going to put more points on the board, and that's. I would almost put that as a guarantee. The Texans had the ball. They could have ran the clock down, but they played super, super, super conservative. And then I think it was, what, fourth and one or fourth and two? Inside. They were in um, Bill's territory. It was probably, it, it was too far for a field goal. And they couldn't get the first down. They they couldn't get a first down. I think the QB sneaked with um, with Watson to get a first down on fourth, and they didn't get it. And unfortunate for um, unfortunately for them, Buffalo went and got a field goal, tied the game, sent it to overtime. And Josh Allen, unfortunately, his coach said he tried to do too much. I agree with that. Oh, I totally agree with that. Whose fault is it? Yeah. Whose fault is that, that Josh Allen had to do too much? Because. That coach. Right. I agree. Josh Allen's still young. He's going to go out there and he's going to do whatever he can and try to play Superman. Someone's got to be there to rein him in and say, hold on. We have the lead. We're going to run the ball twice. We're down some clock. Then you can do your thing. But instead, it was, we go out there and fling the ball around. And Josh Allen is not a guy who's going to win you games with his arm. Not just his arm. And they and they started to spy him in the second half. And I understand that. I agree with that. You should have spied him. Utilize Devin Singletary. And I know Devin went out of the game for a period of time, I believe. Sometime in the third quarter, I think he went out of the game. But he came back in. He's 13 of 58. That's 4.5 yards of carry. 
when I saw that ball, that, that the ball in his hands, he's going forward, leaning forward, getting positive yards breaking every time. Breaking tackles. He has no business breaking. Oh, my God. A couple that guy of, turned a couple of – should have been a couple-yard losses into five, six-yard gains because he would not stop moving. He's a beast. And he had six for 76 in the, in the passing game on seven targets. Like, I know you can't, like, just have him as a target, but, I mean, Christian feed him McCaffrey the, on line one. <laughs> but feed him the ball. It, it's it's like the, the Eagles should have done with Miles Sanders at the beginning of the season. Feed mm-hmm. him the ball. Give him the ball. He is that talented. Get him the ball. Have him win you the game. Unfortunately, Josh Allen tried to do too much. That ridiculous, ridiculous when he ran the ball. Was it was it on the that last drive, or was it a drive what you're before? Gonna say. The when he, he ran the ball, ran the ball, and he lateraled it back. Oh so, yeah, no, there yeah, there were still a couple minutes left. Yeah, I five think that or six was minutes. The, yeah, I think that was like the second to last drive. Yeah. he had. he flips it back. What reason? Nobody knows. I guess trying to extend the play, but there was no, there was nowhere to go with it. I mean, there was a player behind the line of scrimmage, or uh, behind him. Right. But man, it was a really bad decision. I, I, I just, and it wasn't... he's young, and you saw that. Yeah. I mean, you, you saw you saw his maturity level and his, his experience level several times in this game. I think the one thing Bills fans can hang their hat on is future is very bright for this team. Yeah. Tredavious White is. You can throw the top three corners in the league. You can throw their names in a hat and just pick one out and say they're the best because it's that close. But he's young, which gives him a leg up because guys like Gilmore, well, I think overall were better this year, although the last couple of weeks haven't really shown that. Uh, White is the future of that position. And Allen is only going to get better. You know, they have some talent on offense. I mean, Singletary looks like he's a legit running back one who can also receive a very, very bright future for that team. Texans, still, while they're good, while they have Deshaun and DeAndre, they're going to be competitive. Man, there is just, there's just inconsistency there. They just disappear for quarters at a time. It almost reminded me, honestly, of watching the Patriots game. Yeah. Where it's like this offense can come out, and they can have a drive, but they look like world beaters. You can't stop them. They're, you know, slants and, and down the sideline and screen passes and running up the middle, no problem. And then for the next quarter and a half of the game, they're three and out, three and out, three and out, interception, three and out. Where did you go? <laughs> this isn't the game plan, so what happened? I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to clean up a couple things. Uh, that run was actually on the field goal. It was the first play of that drive. The one where he scrambled and lateraled it back. It was okay. actually the first play of that drive. But on that second to last play of the drive, I think this is where we were confused on two successive plays. Is that Josh Allen throws throws this attempt I don't know what he was doing really but he threw the ball to avoid a sack and his O-lineman touched it oh yeah that was yeah okay that was the other one but yep. they called the grounding instead of the legal touching because there was nobody there 
And then the next play, he gets sacked for 19-yard loss. Which, by the way, they were at one point on Houston 25 to kick a what? Field goal. Yeah. So you could have kicked the field goal there, and then you could have drove down and kicked another field goal and win the game. And so, Like I said, both teams had opportunities. But I would say the Texans need to worry because you have a veteran team. Like I think this is Deshaun's first game. Was it his first start as a Texan in the playoffs? No, last year was. Was it? Yeah. But they have other players that have been in the playoffs before. Right. And this, not performed very well. Right. This is Buffalo's first chance. You're talking about Devin Singletary. John Brown, who I don't think he made the playoffs anywhere else. Uh, Cole Beasley, who's from Dallas, and we know Dallas's history in the playoffs. Josh Allen. Not to mention on defense, the multiple players. And Tredavious White, as you pointed out. These guys are getting experience. By the way, they took the Patriots to week 17 to for the division title. I'd say if I'm if I'm if I'm the Buffalo Bills, I continue building and I look and see if Tom does walk away. This is your opening. Don't miss it. Because you don't know if I don't think the Jets will make that move to the top of the division, but you got to be concerned about Miami somewhat. And oh yeah, and you always have to worry about the Patriots because as long as Kraft's there, he's going to want some sort of structure. Going to put a team that can win on the field. Yeah, right. Honestly, I th- I, honestly, I think if Brady does end up walking away from the Pats or retiring, I think it's Buffalo's division for sure. Right. At least. At least, At least for the next for two, three year years. Two. Yeah. But if I'm Buffalo, I don't sit on my laurels. You need to go pay Mr. Travis White because you don't want the second coming of Stefan Gilmore to uh, walk out that door yeah. no, at the end of all. his fifth year. So, on to another game where people universally, much like the Vikings and the Saints, people universally – Almost universally, aside from Eagles fans, believed mm-hmm. they knew who would win. Right. Seattle over the Eagles. Right. It happened that way, not the way we all thought it would. No. I thought it would be – I didn't think it would be that close, honestly. I thought Seattle would pull away from them. But despite the score, it never really felt like after Wentz went out, because surprise, surprise, Carson Wentz didn't finish the game. I'm not – sorry. Sorry, folks. I'm not shocked. Well – the only thing I'll say about this one is it wasn't him running around like an idiot not knowing how to slide. He got hit from behind, blindsided, and his head got slammed into the ground. So I still don't think it was smart of the Eagles to give him the money they did for that contract. Right. But on this particular set circumstance, I can't sit there and go, this is Carson Wentz being fragile. Anybody, anybody... You, me, anybody listening to this, 90% of the population has, uh, uh, who was his name? Jadavion Clowney. Blindside him and drive their head on the ground with all his weight. You're going to get hurt. But I'm going to ask you a question because I didn't see it. And I've only seen a, a 
I saw a photo of the shot. I haven't actually seen a video yet. Was he trying to extend the play? I can't really. It's hard to tell. That's I mean, my of only course, problem. Of course you could, but he was in the pocket. Okay. Like, I, from what I saw, because honestly, I didn't see that. I had stepped away from him, and I wasn't actually watching when that play happened. Yep. I don't believe he was scrambling when that happened. Like, and if he was, though, that the thing is, like, he got tackled. It wasn't anything. It's not like he saw Jadavion Clowney yeah. and ran as hard as he could right into him. It was like, ah, screw this. I'm going to go kamikaze. He got wrapped up from behind, and Clowney, say it was dirty, say it was clean. I don't know. I'm not in Jadavion Clowney's head. Landed with him. It didn't look like he intentionally put all his weight on him. Right. But he drove his face first into the ground. This, I can't blame Wentz for this one. This this would have happened to just about anybody. I'll reserve a little bit. Um, just because I want to I want to see a good shot of the entire play because my instinct tells me Wentz did something to try to extend it. Not your instinct, your bias towards Carson Wentz. Yes. Okay. You call it, you call it bias, I call it instinct. Well, no, because because your family's Eagles fan, so you have a bias against the Eagles because you're a Pats fan. Slightly. Yeah. Let's let's call a spade a spade here. I'm not going to hide it. <laughs> like, come but, on, man. But my instinct says that Carson Wentz did something to extend the play stupidly and got himself injured again, which is my point again. Why did you give him this contract to suffocate your franchise for the next four years i have no problem with him trying to extend the play because that's he he's paid to be the franchise quarterback he's not going to go oh there's a guy running five yards away from me i better throw the ball away and not and not try to win my problem is previous times when he got hurt trying to like do like the john elway dive spin into the end zone after he got hit where he tore his somehow he tore his acl in the air i'm not even sure how that happens that's a whole new level that's that's, that's, that's talent in itself but I mean, those I understand. When you go, you you can't maintain. You're not built like that. You can't take those hits. You have to be smart enough to know what's good for you. Same thing we say about Lamar Jackson right. and any other mobile quarterback. Learn to get down and not take those hits. Situations like this, I can't blame Wentz on that. Again, I want to see the whole play from start to finish from a good angle, so I can see what I want to see. What I mean, what I want to see is I want to see what you're saying. I want to see him somewhat inside the pocket still, and he sees an alley, and he goes for it, and he gets crushed from behind. Okay. Then not his fault. But I feel like he's he's going, plus to your point, he's gotten injured before. He is not as fast as he was when he came in the league. No, not at all. No. That happens every time... Someone gets injured, you lose a little bit. Right. And age on top of that, too. I mean, he's not old by any means, but yeah. But you yeah keep injuries these, on top of it, yeah. You keep taking these injuries, they keep building up. And I, I hate to go back to this point, but when Tom sees there's nothing, what does Tom do? He throws it away. He throws it at the ground of his receivers. He throws it. Well, he gets this year, rid- even when Tom saw something that was there, he still threw it to the ground. But I, I understand. That's because his receivers kept dropping balls. <laughs> but but 
prime Tom Brady is going to not take the sack. Or if he's going to take the sack, he's going to go down like a sack of potatoes, which doesn't look good, but it's smart. Right. Because Tom Brady's lost, he's been in, injured once in his career. Right. Um, or he throws the ball away. And that throws, was on a flu play where the guy landed on his knee and invented right. the wrong way. Right. I still think that was a dirty play, but nobody right. else seems to think it was. Who had more sex success, though, Chris? Him or Tom? Who? Uh, what was his name? Pollard? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Screw that guy. But that's that's my point about Wentz. Is you, and that's my point about Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield to an extent, uh, Dak Prescott. Anybody reasonably mobile. I mean, yeah. Uh, be smart. Patrick Mahomes, be smart. Get out of the play if it's not there. Don't try to extend every single play to make this humongous, uh, earth-shattering, game-breaking play when maybe the next play it'll be there for you in a somewhat comfortable or in a position where you can throw the ball, take the hit, and not risk. Because these guys are smart. Like, Emmett Smith always took hits, but the guy lasted so long because he knew how to take the hits. Well, let's move on to our last game here. Do we'll, we have uh, to? At some point in the next three days, you should watch that play so you can come back and yeah, I, I can, I can, I can and, bring uh, that up. Tell me, you know, what you think of it because I don't think Wentz did anything wrong on that play. So, but the Titans beat the defending champion Patriots, and honestly, man, I, I can't. You know, watching that game, watched every play of that game. Uh, Titans were the better team on yep. Saturday night. Yep, they deserve that win. They played better. They played smarter. Uh, I love my, like I said, I love the Patriots. I always cheer for them. I always have, always will, always supported them. But I'm also enough of a fan of the game to, you know, tip my cap to another team and say you just played better. Good luck. And that's what happened Saturday. I don't like it, but, you know, the funny thing to me, much like when the whole uh, issue with um, supposedly videotaping the sideline happened, which got blown way out of proportion. Yeah. I expect fans to be happy when they lose. Mm-hmm. Because as much as a Red Sox fan as I am, the Patriots have turned into the football version of the Yankees. Yes, they have. And when I was a Red Sox fan, like I am, they were not very good when I was younger. And the only joy I got was watching the Yankees get knocked out of the playoffs when they did. So I understand that. From a fan point of view, no problem. From a team-controlled radio station or media outlet, I understand it, no problem. Right. From all these other news outlets and media, quote, personalities, you're just friggin' terrible. We're trying to get clicks. That's all it is. But, you know, I can't even, like, the level of ridiculousness because after the Patriots lost of this is it it's over it's funny that the dynasty that is over when three years ago you said it didn't even exist right when you said it was dead 15 years ago it's like okay a really good successful team lost and the quarterback might be moving on you know people say the coach might be too but I don't think Belichick's going anywhere Uh, with all the positions being taken and 
it looks to me as if McDaniels may even be staying also, which I, if you asked me two weeks ago, I would have told you no way he's gone. In fact, I think I did say that on here. I think we both did. Right. Uh, they're going to be back next year competitive, regardless of who's quarterback. They're going to put a competitive team on the field. Like, if, 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 if Josh doesn't go, which right now it's kind of 50-50, he comes back and they don't and they don't have Tom, which Kraft's gonna do about everything in his power to keep Tom. Absolutely. They're gonna put the right person in the right position, and you might see a difference in the offense. You might see them scale it down to what other teams are doing. Because it's astonishing how everybody else in the league have successful rookie uh, rookie ride receivers. And I'm not just talking about this year. I'm talking about the year before, year before, where every year rookie wide receivers are getting are being successful except for one place. New England. Yeah. Cuz why? One. For the past few seasons Tom has and and before that it was until Jimmy Garoppolo got drafted. Uh, Tom wasn't going to the OTAs before that either. Um, stunningly, when Jimmy gets drafted, he shows up to the OTAs. So Tom not going to OTAs is important because that's rep that's reps in passing camp that you can get the the design of the plays, how much you're get putting on their table, and that again goes back to Tom not being in the OTAs. See, I have no I have no problem with him not going. He's a veteran, he's earned that right. But it's I'm you're not, you're not getting reps with the wide receivers. You are you're in, in, in training camp. But not as not enough. The problem, not enough reps with Nikhil Harry with if if Jacoby Myers is it? Jacoby Myers. And not get enough reps. It seemed like there was points in the season where Julian and Tom weren't Quite on the well, same. Well, Julian page. was also injured all season too. Right, right. Well, not all season, but you could tell he wasn't wasn't quite the same player. I I'm have sorry. no problem. I I don't have a problem with the OTA thing because it's optional for a reason. And you have a 42 year old quarterback who's been taking abuse for the last 20 years. You want him to you want him to survive past week? I don't know six or seven. He's going to need to be able to maintain himself. It's the same reason some guys just don't practice. Look at a guy like Julio Jones, who's still relatively young. I mean, for a football player now, he's like middle aged. Right. In his football career, not life. Um, but, I mean, you, you look at guys like that. How many times he'll – he's been on the injury report seemingly for the last half a decade. Plays every Sunday. Right. Just doesn't practice. Yeah, you but, could say you could say this year, like, oh, if he wouldn't have practiced, then maybe he would have had a better season and the Falcons would have had a better year. Uh, no, I don't okay. think – we don't, we don't think that, though. I don't think that. No, I don't either. But, you, I mean, you could you could say that about anything, though. But, but the OTAs is just – it's just passing. It's basically just passing uh, seven on sevens. Not even seven on sevens. Sometimes it's not even that. It's just passing, getting the routes down, getting indicators down. What what Tom wants to see when you hit this point in the in um on the on the hash marks. You know, if you're going seven yards for a seven yard dig, where are you supposed to stop? Are you supposed to stop eight yards and then come back one? I'm gonna. It, it's stuff like that because I, I'll finish with this point. Um, Russell Wilson brought brought DK Metcalf into the fold and worked with him to the point where DK Metcalf is a, a legit threat 
for the Seattle Seahawks this year and going forward? I'll just say this. Patriots track record for the past 20 years lets me know they're doing something right. Russell Wilson's been doing this at a high level for a fraction of the time Tom Brady has. And also, you and I have both worked at places where we just got so fed up with how everything went, despite how successful the company might have been, that we just had to throw our hands up and go, I can't do it anymore. Right. And if you're Tom Brady, this happens every four or five seasons where they'll get some good free agent receivers, they'll get some guys in there he clicks with. When it was him and Hogan and Edelman and Amendola, they were going off to was it South Dakota or Montana for like three to four weeks during yep. the offseason yep. and just passing. And then they, the season would start. And, and, it was going, and it was going crazy. The offense was on fire. But then they don't resign those guys. Oh, Amendola, you want uh, you want a very affordable contract. Well, you got to go somewhere else. We're not resigning you. Uh, sorry, Hogan. You're, you know who had underperformed at times. I get that. Oh yeah, he was he but, was he was on the out, out. He was outside of the circle last year. Last yeah, year? but he before? still got rings with the team. He still made some big catches. I'm not I'm not saying everything's perfect. I'm just saying if you're Brady and you're watching guys you click with continuously rotate, and you're 42 and you have six rings and you've been to. I don't know, what is it, like 19 to 21% of the Super Bowls ever? Yeah. You got to go, man, we're, I, I keep taking a pay cut to be here. Not not feeling sorry for his bank account. He's doing just fine. But from his point of view, I could be trying to hold this team up for more money. I'm constantly restructuring my contract to make things better for them. We do that. They let these players walk, and I don't have any help. Okay, but then I'll counter your point by saying the past three first-round picks have been offensive tackle, running back, which you can debate one way or the other how good he is, and wide receiver. The first wide receiver they took in the first round, I believe, in the Belichick era. Yes, because the, fir- the, the, the earliest one was second-round pick Chad Jackson. We know how that lasted. And if anybody sees Sony Michelle from the playoffs last year, let him know he missed the entire 2019 season. And, and Isaiah Wynn, who did miss the entire 2018 season, missed two-thirds of this season also with injury. Right. So. But, 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 Bill and, and uh, maybe to a lesser degree, Josh, I don't know how much influence he has in the draft. Yeah, probably not a lot. Well, because he wanted Lamar Jackson, and he didn't get him. Yeah, so, so did we. that tells <laughs> so you that we. maybe, <laughs> maybe he doesn't have enough influence. But. He expended draft capital, not to mention he expended next draft's draft capital on this past trade and deadline to get Muhammad Sanu. And we're we're still looking at a team that doesn't offensively click at all. Especially, and I'm done talking about this. I wish everyone else would stop talking about it. Gronk left. Yeah, let him go. Let him retire. Let him go be crazy and do his Gronk thing. Okay, we know the tight end position it was vacant and nothing there. And it would have been would have been better for the Patriots to know when Gronk was done so they can transition to Jared Cook and give him a sizable contract to come to New England? Yes. But maybe it would have been uh prohibitive for Bill to press Gronk on a decision so that Jared doesn't sign with the Saints, and now you have Julian, you have Jared Cook, and maybe you have Sony Michelle, 
and you have a nice little offense. Sure. Which we so could maybe, have, which we could have next year if Brady comes back. Right. And so, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this before we go because we're running way long here. Yeah. If and I, I'm still under the mind he either comes back or retires. Honestly, if Tom Brady does not return to the Patriots next year and he does play, where does he play next season? Well, this is this is the talking point around everywhere you go. Um. We'll just both say a team. I mean, it, we'll get we'll dig deeper into it plenty in the offseason. But if you're just asking me right now, I, I don't want to go with the Chargers. I think that's too that's too that's too money related, and it's never been mo- about money for Tom. I think Indianapolis. Yeah, that's what I'm, I think too. Yeah, great offensive line, nice starting running back, receiving core needs a little bit of help. Although they have Ty Hilton, I think they can fix it though. Yeah, they can and, fix. And Jacoby, Jacoby, as nice as he has progressed, is not a starting quarterback in this league. But they can't fix it with draft picks though. No, because I'm sorry, I, I I get what you say, but I'm going to make that point. Tom doesn't like rookie wide receivers. You need to go get yourself. Uh, Maybe even if you make a deal with the Patriots to get Julian. No, that won't happen. I, it won't happen, but I'm just saying, you want you need to go get an experienced receiver to match with T.Y. Hilton, and maybe you have something there. But, yeah, without doing a deep dive. There's plenty Yeah, there's plenty of guys out there you could get a free agency relatively affordable that could Tom Brady could in, in, in accompaniment to T.Y. Hilton with good tight ends like they have. Yeah. Make that team, oh, look what they could be to, oh, damn, they're going to win it all. Well, they only have one tight end. Well, for now, unless they resign him. Mm. True. No one has that tight end right now. It's free agent. <laughs> that's going to do it for us. We uh, kind of talked your ear off on this episode. Went a little longer than normal, but that's yeah. all right. Hopefully you don't mind. If you're still listening, you apparently didn't, so that's good. And uh, let us know what you think about any of our analysis or opinions you heard today. And, Ben, how can they do that? Well, you can go on Facebook, um, Ben and Chris Talk Football. Uh, message us. Post anything on the uh, the uh, page. Uh, you can go on Twitter. That's Ben Chris Talk FO1. Or you can go on Instagram where we're posting stuff uh, that may not, may not necessarily be on our Facebook page. Uh, that's Ben underscore Chris Talk Football. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you for listening. For Ben, I am Chris, and we will see you right back here Friday morning. Thank you.